You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. Okay, good afternoon. So we're in the middle of the third chapter of Trumot. And we're dealing with boundary cases, with mistakes, with truma, with mixtures, with partners and partners and agents. And today we're going to just carry on talking about partners and agents, but particularly focus on the power of speech and the power of speech to change the status of truma that we've taken or or not taken or designated. We're going to show that it's the speech and the intention that matters, that, if you like, creates the contract in designating the truma rather than the physical act of taking it out of the heap. That's, what we're going to, that's really what we're going to explore today. But we're going to begin by going back to the, the place where we left off yesterday and the two partners. Do you remember the two partners who both took truma from a heap that they both owned. And Rabbi Akiva actually said that both of their truma was valid, perhaps thinking that they, you know, they each individually own half the heap. So we're going to go back in the Mishnah. And the Mishnah, basically, basically one Mishnah runs runs along to another at this point. And I'm sorry that we're, we're, we're stuck a little bit by the daily cycle. But the, the Mishnah is going to run right on. So you remember yesterday we were talking about partners who took truma one after the other. And the Mishnah goes on to say, hang on, let me try and make this go sideways and then you can see what's going on a little bit better. The Mishnah goes on to say, to what, what does this apply to? So we're talking about the two partners. One took truma and the other took truma. To what does, it, does this apply? Well, when he didn't speak, when one partner didn't speak to another partner. But in general, it, you, you can, you can use words, you can form a contract with words and you can empower someone in your house, even if they're not bar mitzvah, even if they're not, um, even if they don't belong in the midst of trouble, you can empower them to take trouble on your behalf. And so the Mishnah goes on to say, Aval Hiroshait ben Beitor, or Avdo, he, he, someone who empowered his uh, member of his household, or his slave, or et shifrato, his maidservant, Litrom, to take truma. Truma to truma, his truma is truma. And of course, the reverse, the reverse works. Bitel, maybe he changed his mind and he annulled that permission. Um, if he annulled the permission before they took the truma, the truma is not valid. It's not truma. And, and we can imagine if he annulled it after the truma had been taken, of course, the truma is going to be truma. And the Mishnah concludes with a, another boundary case. Hapoalim ein lahen litrom. A worker doesn't have permission to take truma. This is assuming that the worker hasn't been granted um, authority by the um, by his employer. In general, the workers don't have autonomous permission to take truma, 
except for one situation. Chutz min haduruchot. Chutz min haduruchot. Daruchot are great treaders. People who jump up and down in the in the in the grape in in the the the, the kneading vat and they tread out the wine. Why is that really important? Shehen mutamim et agat miyan, because they can make the gut tame immediately. Now, what is it about a wine press that can be made tame immediately? Well, the thing about the wine press is it's wet. We learned, um, I think we learned a couple of, maybe in the first chapter, we, I think maybe we learned in the first chapter of Trumot about the distinction. We learned about uh, um, Truman, which is Tamay and Tahor, and we learned about the fact that stuff, or food anyway, becomes a, a, um, susceptible to impurity, becomes eligible to become impure when it becomes wet. If it becomes wet and it's touched by a sheretz or maybe by a grape treader who's not careful about his... Uh, his purity, yeah, a human being who might have come into contact with a dead person. If it's wet, then the tumor can translate. And the I th the well, different people, different. I mean, this is clearly why there's a there's an issue about people treading treading grapes right in the press because they're getting the press wet. So you have some reason to be concerned about anybody who is treading your grapes. Looking at it, the other point of view, and this is the, the most common explanation of this mission I found in the commentators, you want to be very careful about who you employ to tread your grapes. Maybe you're going to employ a chaver, someone who's very careful about ritual purity. And that's the kind of person that you might rely upon to immediately, to effectively to take trauma for you. So it seems as though the kind of person that you can rely upon to tread your grapes is the kind of person you can rely on to take trauma immediately. Or perhaps you want to take the trauma, of course, before anybody else steps in the wine press. That's another possible explanation for this Mishnah. The main topic here is the power of speech. And we're going to pick that up again in the next Mishnah. Someone says, Ha'omer. The trimmer of this pile is kind of somewhere there in the middle of it. So we haven't designated it specifically, but we've designated it generally. And we can go beyond that. We can say, We can take Maser from it. Or Trumat Maser. That's inside it. Rabbi Shimon says, He's basically, he's called it out. He's taken his trimmer. And the sages... The sage will come back and object and say, no, you've got to say, look, it's in the, well, the Mishnah says in the north side or the south side. It's in that side or in that side of the pile. Until you do that, you haven't really taken Truma. And then Rabbi Yelizia ben Yaakov brings the example of a Levi, a Levi who's been given, um, who's been given Maser. And remember, we learned, let's Here's the hierarchy of donations that we looked at a couple of weeks ago. And we said that Truma was the first of the donations. And I've actually, in, in which, which is the, the first one we learnt when we learnt two weeks ago, but out of respect to the Mishnah which we're coming to, I, I wanted to bring one more element in this hierarchy, which actually comes before the harvest. 
So the Bikurim, the first fruits in the field, we're actually going to mark out in the field, and we're going to pluck them straight from the field. So the first is Bikurim, and then Truma. We said between one and one and two thirds and two and a half percent given to the priests. Maaser Rishon given to Levi'im, and we mentioned Trumat Maaser. The Levi'im will take ten percent of their ten percent, and they'll give that to the priests. So Trumat Maaser is ten percent separated by a Levi. So let's come back now to our Mishnah and Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov. So Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov says, Haomer asor ma'aserze, the tenth part of this ma'aser, of this tithe, asui trumat ma'aser love. That is the trumat ma'aser, that's the tenth of the tenth, which I'm going to give to the Kohen, and thereby he's designated. So again, he's using the power of the He's using the power of the declaration to render that, well, yeah, to render that Trumat Maser for the Kohanim. The Mishnah is going to, this, this set of Mishnah is going to close with a hierarchy of what has to be given first. And it's, it's going to use a verse from Mishpatim. Mleatcha v'dimcha lo tacher. Your Hmm. I mean, we find it hard to translate these words. Your fullness is the best I've got. Now, do you remember yesterday we said that there's a rare word with the root daled mem ein, which means to make something trimmer. We said, let's just flick back to the, the Mishnayot we learned yesterday. Um, uh, let's, um, nafla achat mehen latoch hachulin eina mudam, eina mudamatan. If one of them falls into ordinary produce, it doesn't make it, well, we translate it as doubtful, pro, doubtful trimmer. The verb le dam it'll be le dam it'll be le in modern hebrew madam daled mem ein means to make something trimmer and it hardly ever occurs in mishnah except in the context of sort of making something doubtful trimmer but it does occur in chumash and it occurs in chumash in this verse from mishpatim Um, you shall not be late with your fullness and with your demma. And then the f- you have to also give your bechor. And the mechilta there says, your fullness and your demma, you, you should not delay. Your fullness here are bikurim and your demma is truma. So the mechilta seems to associate demma with truma. And the Michilta goes on to say, you shan't give second tithe before the first tithe, first tithe before Truma, Truma before Bikurim. In other words, there's a sequence here. Bikurim, Truma, first Maser, second Maser. And that's the Mishnah which we're going to close with. Mishnah 6. Hamakdim Truma la Bikurim. Someone who gives Truma before Bikurim, or Maser Rishon before Truma, or Maser Sheni before Rishon. 
even though he transgresses a negative commandment. What he's done is done. For it is said, and now we're going to quote our Pasuk, in other words, his trummer is going to be trummer, even though he's taken it, and his maaser, by the way, is maaser, even though he's taken it in the wrong order. So speech is powerful and intention is powerful. But even though we may get it wrong sometimes, the uh, sometimes the result, sometimes the result works. Gosh, that is a quick race through the next three Mishnayot. I'm sorry if it was a little bit fast. Let me just stop. And um, and then we're going to come back and finish this chapter tomorrow. And I hope we'll explain the whole thing when we finish the chapter tomorrow. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. <laughs>